It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening, happy Monday. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We are here on a mission of love, dating, Mm -hmm. romance, advice, help, all of that. Hello, our Man Crush Monday every Monday, Simon Marcel. (laughs) Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Good evening. Good evening. And thank you so much for being with us. Yes, I said Man Crush Monday. You know what that means. You got a crush on a man. Uh, I don't care if you're a woman or a man. And you need some advice from us. We are here to help you. Whatever is going on with that crush. 855-905-8255. Someone left us a voicemail talking about their man crush. And we'll we'll answer her question next on Mm -hmm. The Rendezvous. Hello, welcome back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, and Man Crush Monday. You mm-hmm. got a crush on that guy? He doesn't know? You don't know what to do? Maybe there's a dilemma in the way of that crush? Let's listen to a voicemail, Simon. Somebody needs advice on that. Here is Joanne. Hey, Simon and Angie. This is Joanne from Paradise Hills, New Mexico. Um, I listen on 100.3 The Peak, and... I need some advice. I'm having a man crush Monday situation. Um, So I have this awesome little coffee shop that I go to every single day. It is my favorite thing to do and best part of the day. And the manager who works there is, oh my God, so dreamy. He's tall and he's handsome. Oh, he is amazing. Um, I do not want to pursue him, though, because I'm scared that my fantasy of him is just too perfect and the reality is just not going to be the same. It's not going to live up to how I see him, but he's just so great and he always spikes my coffee with Kahlua for free and he knows my order and knows what I like and I just love to go there and sip coffee and stare at him. Should I say something to him or just keep him this perfect image? Okay, mm. can't wait for your advice. Thanks, guys. I love the show. Joanne is so cute. Uh, thank you, Joanne, <laughs> for the call. Has a huge crush on the guy that, uh, hey, you spike my Kahlua every day at the coffee shop. I'll have a crush on you, too. But, I mean, I assume if she goes every single day and she sees this guy and, and he's handling her order every day that they've had some kind of conversation, wouldn't you say that would be a good way to start flirting? But should she be flirting or should she just respect that she said that in one way she feels she shouldn't go there and keep that perfect image of this handsome man, mysterious, giving her that extra things with her coffee and all that. I'm not sure that she should. And I'll tell you why. Because if she wanted to, she would have. The fact she told us, you and I, well, I don't think I should. The perfection doesn't exist. So as soon as he's going to start to, they're going to talk together and all this, she's going to break the fairy tale. And that's the risk. I think that she should just keep it like it is for now. If he engaged first, let him engage. I mean, what we know, Angie, is they haven't talked together, right? Well, I mean, he, if, uh, in, if she sees him every day and he's always like hooking up her order, I don't know how that's possible, but what good will come or what productiveness comes um, from just staring at somebody all the time and wondering? It's the never-endless crush, right? Just like yeah, well, class. that's not a fun to be in a never-ending crush. I mean, it's fun for a minute to, like, have a crush on somebody, but, like, at some point, don't you need a resolution to this crush one way or another? Oh, I, I agree. But there's something in a voice, and I was listening very carefully, that made me feel... It's like a fairy tale of somebody going to the same coffee shop or the same bookstore or the same gym. 
And knowing somewhere that this person is perfect from the outside, but you don't want to go anywhere else. That's my feel. Maybe, Angie, you think this time you're going to be more romantic than me and you think she should say something. I don't know. I mean, there is something very romantic about just admiring somebody from afar. Um, then it can become sort of stalkerish if you're just sitting there staring at, at them over your coffee all day. I don't know. I feel like at some point you got to say something. I mean, I feel like she's just afraid that the reality will will not be as good as the fantasy, and there that goes. But how long do we live in a fantasy world before we do something about it? You know, I can fantasize all day about wanting to go to, you know, Greece or something, but, like, it would be so much better to just go and just experience it and see if it's everything that I dreamed it would be. You know, I, I just feel like life is short. Go talk to the dude that spikes your Kahlua. You know, have some Kahlua together and see what happens. <laughs> Has your uh, reality ever sort of like let you down when you maybe were fantasizing? It, it, fantasy was better than the reality. Does that happen oh, yeah. often? Oh, I have stories about that. Well, I want to hear your story next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. It's a rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We just had a voicemail um, about a woman who's crushing on the manager at the coffee shop. She goes every day. She just stares at him and she doesn't even know if she should approach. Is sometimes the fantasy just better than the reality? Have you ever had that situation, Simon, where you thought it was going to be one way and then reality was like, oh boy, what did I do? Yeah, one time there was this amazing club in Paris called the Bain Douche Bath and Shower, but it was just a name. And Ooh. and that was the most fun club ever. And the DJ was one amazing. of the most charming, wonderful young women. And I was probably 24, and she was probably, I don't know, 20 or something, 21. And I watched her DJ, and then all the spinning of the records and all that seemed magic to me. And, I mean, she knew how to Watching control Watching somebody the sound. at work can be very intoxicating if they're good at what they do. It's a turn-on. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, one time, pushed by my cousin Nicholas, come on, go speak to her. I go up there, right? And besides talking about the spin of the record, she had nothing to say. I was so disappointed. <laughs> so it she just like, talked about work? Immediately. And she never asked me anything about me. And I said, ah, she's not interested in me whatsoever. So my image of that very cool, wonderful, charming woman spinning records as the most sexy woman ever <laughs> became like not something I would be interested in. So that's why there's a big difference between somebody you imagine being one way and being a different way. And, you know, so didn't go anywhere. But aren't you uh, glad that you found that out, though? Because, what you know, if you don't take a chance... But true, like, if you don't dare, you don't live. I say that all the time. But right. I was disappointed in which... Yes, it's going to be disappointing sometimes. Sometimes you will be disappointed. But, what, but I've, what's what the I alternative to never know? The alternative know? would have to not listen to my cousin Nicholas and follow my, my intuition and not go. Because I something in me told me... Just admire her talent and her charm. Don't go there. But I, I, I had to listen you to too. Nicholas. I would have pushed you too. Wow. I, you would have to. I know. Doesn't always work out perfectly. All right. Something we saw on social media, uh, a question that was posed that we found. I want to bring it up to you and get your okay. thoughts next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships. Um, Simon, we were you know scouring Social media the other day, the Whisper app is this app where people, you know, leave confessions sometimes. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. they have to do with relationships and give us good topics for the show. One person posted, best part about not having a boyfriend is not having to shave your legs. (laughs) 
I mean, listen, like, well, you, sometimes we'll get a little, like, growth if we know we're not going to see anybody for a few days. But uh, that led to the question about being single and the best things about being single. As our resident single French romantic Simon Marcel, what are some of the best parts, do you think, about being single, or at least for you? Freedom. You do what you freedom want, when you what? want. Yeah, freedom to do anything you want, to go anywhere you want, to never have to compromise, to never have to ask anybody's opinion. You're free, you're alone. So there's another aspect is, is you're looking for love like me. So uh, you can date, you can meet new people, you uh, hear new stories, you uh, are in the world of discovering. And, and that's very exciting. And then finally... For somebody who likes the, the house is well clean and maintained, you don't have to worry about somebody messing around the house. Yeah. So what I mean by that is really, if I speak to my brother who's been was married for 20 years, he said, Simon, you have freedom of anything you want. He said, and I said, I feel lonely too, so I have the freedom, but I have the loneliness. You don't yeah. have the loneliness. And he said, yeah, he said, but some days I really wish I had the freedom for a day, Simon. There's and always two kids and a wife. So yeah, there's always a flip side to that coin. Oh, you know, of course. Like that's why I'm looking for a partner. Right, exactly. Let's talk more about what are the best parts about being single. What do you love about it next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, and sometimes just the awesomeness of being single. Isn't that right, Simon Marcel? Sometimes it is. Sometimes Sometimes it's awesome. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we saw this post on the Whisper app about a woman who said the best part about not having a boyfriend is not having to shave your legs every day or having to shave your legs at all for that matter. I mean, it's the little things, Simon. I remember or sometimes I hearken back to my single days and think fondly of being a slob for a day if I wanted to be a slob. I would not like be a slob at home because I, you know, have a house to keep. Uh, for myself and for other people as well. Also, um, eating, watching, indulging mm-hmm. in anything I want to without having to have an opinion. I don't have to ask somebody where they want to go to dinner and have that fight for a half hour about, well, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. What I want to eat, I'm going to eat it right now. That's uh, it. Spontaneity of being single is really awesome, too. Um, you know, if my friends were like, hey, Blah, blah, blah. So-and-so is playing in Vegas this weekend. Let's go. I don't have to check, you know, the kids' schedule. Do they have something I have to do with them this weekend? Uh, do I have to be somewhere with my husband? Blah, nope. blah, blah. So the spontaneity was really good. And just, like, doing what I want without somebody else's opinion. Sometimes, you know, if I want to indulge in dangerous behavior, I'm not going to be judged for it by anybody. <laughs> uh, Jill. Jill, also our executive producer, single. And what do you love about the single life? Well, you kind of said it. Like, I get to do whatever I want when I'm single. Like, I don't have to answer to anybody. I don't have to check in. I get the whole bed to myself. I don't have to, like, listen to anybody. Yeah. I mean, I get to do what I want as a married person, but that comes with having to answer for some of the things that I do, though. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to do with you what you want without anybody judging you, mm-hmm. without anybody asking questions about it, without having to think twice, is this going to hurt someone's feelings? Is this going to make them feel like I don't want to be with them? You get to do all of that. Yeah. Now, just you said something that when you're single, you can sleep in any way you want and all this. So Mm -hmm. just make me think, well, but when you're in a relationship, do you think it's a headache to have to sleep in the same bed than somebody because it's... You have to control the position or not spread your arms, or is that what it is? Yeah, well, haven't you slept with somebody? Sometimes they take up the whole bed or they're snoring and it's like punching you in the middle of the night by accident. Like sometimes it's a problem. Yeah, or they have like nightmares or they're constantly up, down, up. My husband's always up, down, up, down, up, down. Like, Mm -hmm. he'll have. Up, down, what does that mean? 
like he'll have stretches of insomnia where he'll try to sleep and then he's awake and he'll get up and go do something somewhere to try to fall asleep. He'll come back. That didn't work. He'll get up and go read a book or like he'll come back. So I'm waking up every time he's coming in and out of the bedroom. That must be a little annoying. (laughs) It's a lot of annoying. Actually. (laughs) So yes, the sleeping alone. You get to have the temperature at whatever temperature you want. Oh, good point, Angie. You know? The temperature. Exactly. What is your temperature in your room, Simon? Right now it's 71. And in winter, 72. Oh my God, that's too hot. No, it's not too hot. For me it is. See, we would have a problem there. I sleep in 68. Uh, We cannot sleep in the same bedroom then, Angie. Damn it. Yeah, I don't know what we would do. There goes the fantasy. There it goes. There are some good things about being single. All right, let's go and play our favorite game, Simon. We're going to go to an email date or Or dump. dump. That is next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationships, and advice. Our French mm-hmm. romantic Simon Marcel is here. Hello, Simon. Bonjour, la belle Angie Taylor, a realist. Bonsoir. Uh, yes, hello. Angie. Thank you, and thank you for listening to us tonight. We got an email that came in at simonandangie.com for date or, or dump. dump. Uh, bonjour, Simon and Angie. My name is Cassidy. I'm listening on Phoenix's 96.9 out of Tempe, Arizona. I desperately need your help. Recently went out with a guy. Everything was great. Uh, He picked me up at my house, and it was about a 15-minute car ride to the restaurant. It was also 15 minutes of dead silence in the car ride. But when we got to the restaurant, um, he was a gentleman. I still had to pull all this conversation out of him. And then by the end of the date, he started opening up. I thought he was really nice, but I don't know if I should go out with him again or not. A lot of awkward silence and a lot of her doing all the work for conversation, Simon. What do you think she should do, date or dump? Cassidy, I'm a romantic, but I really feel you because I've been there. I've been on dates where if I don't do all the questioning, the person never on her own would ask or answer more than yes, no, I don't know, maybe. So I just can't find a date there. I just, Angie, those kind of dates are dreading. Oh, that is the absolute worst. I agree, Simon. You say dump. I said dump. Sorry. I say dump too, Cassidy. I mean, we have to talk for a living. So sometimes I need somebody else to, like, give me some conversation, ask some questions, bring up topics. I want to hear about, you know, who you are on a date. I don't want to have to sit and talk, talk, talk for another three hours. It's very tiring to to do that. So we would say dump. Yes. All right, Cassidy. We both agree, dump. Find somebody you can do that. Yeah. The conversation dance with, because that's what's exciting, to learn about somebody else. You're not learning about somebody if they're not talking at all. But we wish you mm-hmm. luck in your dating life. Yes, all bon right. chance. Bon chance. More Rendezvous next. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love dating, romance, relationships, and taking your calls for advice right now. 855-905-8255. Simon Marcel. Let's, uh, Angie Taylor. Yes. Let's go to the phone right now to our caller, Rachel, listening in Shadow Hills, New Mexico, on 100.3 The Peak. Hi, Rachel. Bonjour. Hi, guys. How are you? We're good. How can we help yeah. you? Um, I just need some help and advice on... One year anniversary gifting. Um, I'm having, I guess, a bit of a conflict because uh, we haven't really celebrated anything together yet, you know, because the relationship is sort of on the newer side. Oh, so this um, isn't a one year wedding anniversary? It's a one year dating no, anniversary? No. Okay. Dating, yes. And like none of the birthdays have really happened yet. His is 
like next week, and mine is the first week of August. Um, oh, our one-year dating anniversary is the beginning of July. So it's, you know, last year I feel like we didn't celebrate anything together because okay. it was so new. And now I'm just like, I don't know what to do because everything's coming up. Do, um, do you have any ideas of what he is planning on getting you or doing for you? Like, no. has he... Have you dropped any hints on what you might want to do? Because I'm wondering, um, you know, like if, if you guys are gift people or if it's just an experience type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally haven't dropped any gifts. And I know that there are like things that he needs, like an, an, a new electric razor. But I don't know yeah. if. Not for know. dating anniversary. That's a good Christmas <laughs> yeah. gift. Funny. Yeah, that's yeah, I mean, the pre- that's where I'm at. Okay, so we're going to help out Rachel get that first anniversary done right next on The Rendezvous. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're here with our caller, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Um, Yes, Rachel from New Mexico called into The Rendezvous. Get some advice from Simon and me about your one-year anniversary coming up. It's not your wedding anniversary. It's your dating anniversary. It's still very important. And you guys Mm -hmm. haven't really had a big moment to celebrate anything yet. Like your birthdays were right in the beginning of you dating, so there was nothing there. And -hmm. this is your first opportunity to express yourself either with a gift or an experience of some sort. Simon, what do you think Rachel should do uh, by way of a gift for her boyfriend? It's a big anniversary. So, Rachel, um, I liked what Angie said when she said, you know, whether it's a gift or experience. I would go for the experience. I would make it something together uh, food you both like, something that is memorable, fun, enjoyable for both, not a gift as a thing to take home, but a memory mm-hmm. to take back as something really fun. And every year for the anniversary, you top it and it becomes the, the one thing to do. But you don't have to start very, very big, obviously, because it's just your first year. So mm-hmm. I would just uh, go to some place you both enjoy and make the reservation and, and surprise him. Angie, what would you suggest? Well, you know, you brought up Rachel, uh, you know, he needs a new razor. I wouldn't go, you know, for when it's a romantic gift giving occasion, I try to stay away from practical gifts. So like my Mm -hmm. husband and I, our wedding anniversaries, something like that. I'm not getting him, you know, something practical, um, but I want to get him something more romantic. I don't know if you guys are about it, but maybe like a quick, you know, romantic weekend, you know, a road trip somewhere close by or, or mm-hmm. like a spa. I like what Simon says about dinner. You definitely have to do dinner. Maybe if you book something that you guys can do together, you know, an experience. I don't know if you guys are into music or into sports, but like if there's something in town or something that you can do together an experience for the first time together that mm-hmm. you think might be interesting it's to both or romantic? My parents have been married for 52 years. So it's been a lot of anniversaries. They both like Mozart. Uh, so my father takes my mother to see at the French Opera and Orchestra, depending what's played, a Mozart moment. And it's never getting old. My mom still loves going there. That's what they do. And they've listened to the symphony in every possible way. But so they love the it. Music, so, yeah, so the, the music, music, it could be going to a show, a rock show, whatever show. It could mm-hmm. be it doesn't have to be a restaurant, just that. My parents yeah. do both. But I love the idea that those memories are just precious yeah. and more than anything you can buy. Yeah, make a memory. Instead of getting a okay. gift, you know, make a cool memory. Do you guys have any hobbies or anything that you enjoy to do together? Um, well, we've started going to the gym together recently. I don't know if that's yeah. <laughs> or like, are you no. runners or are you just anything? And I was going to say, like, you could do like a romantic hike somewhere since oh, you're athletic. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. like, and, and then have a picnic at, during your hike somewhere, you know, something like that. You're in New Mexico. Yeah. There's clearly like, I bet a million beautiful places you could hike through and, mm-hmm. you know, set up a nice picnic and have a romantic moment, yeah. watch the sunset, whatever. And, and, That's a great and, idea. You can also put the radio on and, and put the rendezvous with me and Angie while you have the picnic. Yeah, that's what you want to hear is a bunch of people talking in your ear when you're trying to be romantic. I mean, Angie, that would be the ultimate romantic anniversary yes. experience with it us. Gets, it gets everybody revved up, totally. But I do love that, you, uh, Simon, you said that every year it could kind of get like a bigger experience and better and, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be yeah. together for a few years. And it yeah. is like a summertime thing, so that's great i mean it's a great idea because summers are always typically more free for me because i'm a school teacher so oh perfect hopefully it's the best time we can take longer trips and stuff yeah all right rachel well congratulations on your one year anniversary happy anniversary yeah thank you (laughs) we wish you many more let us know what you decide to do and let us know how it goes okay Will do. Thank you guys so much. All right. Thanks sure, for calling. Have a good night. We have more rendezvous. We have an email for you, Simon. A bonjour. Simon ah, Marcel email. Yes, that's next on the rendezvous. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. Love dating, romance, relationships, and sometimes the drama that comes with it. We are here mm-hmm. to help you out with whatever it is. We're here to give you advice, Simon Marcel and myself. So. Yes. Simon, we got an email that came in for you. It said, Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Came to simonandangie.com. Well, thank you very much. Bonjour. And this, yes, this comes from Will. His name is Will from Tampa. He says, Hi, my son is five, five years old. About mm-hmm. two days ago, uh, I was out shopping with my wife, ran into a high school friend of hers. So they were catching up when she told her friend that we had a son now. When the old friend asked his name, my wife hesitated, so I spoke up. And the friend had a strange look on her face and said, you mean like your ex-boyfriend, that name? Our son's name is very unique to the point that I've never even met another person with the same name. And now she refuses, my wife, to talk to me about it. I feel betrayed and disgusted. It's like a switch was flipped in my mind and I can't look at her the same. What should I do? Simon, I mean, what's going on here? Bonjour, Will. What happened is that she must have loved the name of her ex so much that she didn't tell you that uh, and just told you she loved it. But I think you're overreacting. And I think that uh, you are parents, you are mature, you're married. And yes, it is upsetting for five minutes. uh, But if your wife is uncomfortable, it's because you make her uncomfortable asking her about it. There is no possibility to evolve if we're stuck in this moment that we can't get out of, like, Okay, I didn't know about it, so you betrayed me. It's not such a betrayal. It's annoying, it's upsetting, it's frustrating, but you're still married, you're still parents, and you still have to make it work. So I would just have one last talk with her and then move on and enjoy her and, and your family. I have a question about what you think her wife's, uh, the wife's intention was here mm-hmm. and get your thoughts on that next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie talking about Will from Tampa saying that uh, he has a son, five-year-old son with his wife. And a couple of days ago, they ran into an old friend and didn't know that they had a son. When she found out the name, she said, oh, you mean like your ex-boyfriend? Um, hi. So Will just found out that their son is named after his wife's ex-boyfriend. It's a very unique name. That's why he knows it must be about that. And Simon, your advice was, hey, she likes the name. It has nothing to do with him. I tend to agree with you. I think the same thing. But let me ask you this, Simon. Okay. Do you think she should have said something 
up front, like, listen, I really love this name when they were picking out names, when they're going through the baby book, like when they're writing names down, like we all do when we're about to have a baby. Do you think she should have said to him, I love this name. Maybe this is going to seem weird, but uh, somebody I dated a long time ago had the same name. Are you cool with it? She should have. So she made a mistake, but two mistakes won't make it better. So by you overreacting to her mistake will put too much stress on her and your son too. So she should have 100% Angie. Mm -hmm. Those things should be talked about, transparency, disclose, this, that, and then agreed on before the child is born. But since it's five years later, it's just too late to do anything about it. And remember, the child is watching your reaction to his name towards his mother. So you've got to be, you know, the grown up there. Uh, so would you wouldn't have a problem with this if you found out after the fact? Just like Will. I'll be upset for five minutes for an, for maybe a day, you know. And then I just remind myself she's married to me for five would years. You, things are going, things are going ask, well. Would you ask your wife, Do you ha- are you carrying a torch for this man? Do you still have feelings for him? Would you even ask that question? No, I wouldn't ask that. I would not be worried about that. I would be upset she didn't tell me that back then. Mm-hmm. But I, I would just take the higher road on this one, Angie. Thank you so much, Will, from Tampa, for sending in the email. It just so happens um, that our producer, Jill Simon, was telling us off Uh the air, this happened to a friend of mine. I want to hear the story next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much. We were just talking about an email that came in to simonandangie.com. Guy found out that his wife uh, named their son. They picked a name for their Mm -hmm. son of five years, that he just found out was his wife's ex-boyfriend's name. It's Mm -hmm. a very strange, unique name. They love the name, but he just found out where it came from and feels betrayed. And we were saying it's a name. A name is a name. If she's not carrying a torch, what's a big deal? Jill, our executive producer, hi, Jill, was saying this happened to a friend of yours as well? Yeah, I have a friend. um, She had a, a child with her then baby daddy and um he was insistent on this name i love this name i love this name let's name our daughter this name later on about maybe four or five years later she found out that the name well Uh it turns out it was his ex's name okay and so how does she handle it she was upset at the time but he promised her oh it was nothing i just like the name cut you a few years later he cheated (gasps) with the ex that he named the daughter after uh, yeah now Jill, they're not together anymore that story is not gonna be a good I know. story to for hear. will for will that is not a good story i know yeah. i mean will will be free well, why would this. you want to name your daughter after your ex or your son after your ex i mean i think that is a sign that something's going on you're still thinking about what that person like the coolest name you've ever heard in your entire life and you're like i have no feelings for this person would you still consider it or that one's just off the table there's a billion off other the names table. i i kind of agree like it's off the table at that point there are a billion i mean there are a billion baby books on the shelves mm-hmm. there's a million websites dedicated to it maybe you can find something else together because i just for whatever reason would not want this situation to pop up down the road i don't want to have questions i don't want to have suspicions we're talking about a new life here and i don't want when he's an adult to be like where did you pick my name it's so unique oh yeah yeah i used to like hit it with that guy like back in the day you know I mean, you're both right, and like I said, those things should be discussed and agreed and disclosed if it's that kind of prior to give the name. But once it is there, I just think you've got to take the high road. I just, But I don't think it's because you give a name of an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or partner that you automatically will cheat. Well, I, I don't think so. I think it's Not in every case. case, but in this case it was, Jill. Well, yeah. 
I'm just curious, Simon. Say you got married, you had a kid, and yeah. you found out later that your wife had named the kid after one of his exes. You wouldn't find that odd? You wouldn't be, like, put off by it? I know, Angie, if it was Jason. If you- he named our daughter Claire... <laughs> Um, shout out to Claire. If he named her Claire, his ex-girlfriend of many years, I would be pissed. Right. I would be. I'd be like, well, can you find Blair, chair, <laughs> hair, anything else that's not that name? There's so many names to pick from. Why? That is valid, and I agree. Mm-hmm. But let's say you find out years later, it's too late. And it, then you got to, you know, if you've had such great five years or whatever the amount of years with your husband and your family... You just remember that he's with you. I don't think it's he because the me. kid's I'm not name he's that you leave. Sh- I'm just annoyed. Well, like, why? <laughs> I would be too, Angie, but I would be for a day or two, and then I would go back get to be together it. for five years. Yeah, you get over it. I understand. You got to get, get over, over it. it. You know, Talk about if, it up if, front. And then if you both agree, after knowing where it comes from, if you both agree it's okay, you're going to have to take it to your grave because that kid one day is going to ask about that very unique name he has, and you don't want to tell him, yeah, your well, mom used to nail this guy. It, I, don't, I would not. Let's say, so my so my mom did it Gerard. Okay, so if, if I found out my name instead of Simon was Gerard, it would not be the end of the world. As you would think Gerard's your daddy. That's what you would think. You would be no, like, I, I need to I hang out with Gerard I don't and ask my questions. Dad. Well, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> no? Okay. Well, listen, Will, you know, Will, who sent in the original email, you know, a name is just a name, but sleep with That's one it. eye open. One eye. No, All right, more. close your eyes and enjoy the pillow. More Rendezvous with Simon and Angie next. Thanks so much for checking out the Rendezvous with us tonight. Simon and Angie, if you missed anything on love, dating, romance, relationships, you might have missed the answer to your burning question about your love life. And you can check it out, simonandangie.com. Our podcast is there. Man Crush Monday was tonight. Mm -hmm. We had Joanne's voicemail about her crush on the man manager at the manager of her coffee shop. And also we had a call um, and talked about the best things about being single. And then Will's bonjour email we just talked about, uh, finding out that his son is named after his wife's ex-boyfriend. Whoa. And Simon, that's where your Simon Marcel, Simon says, came in. Thank you, Angie. I said, knowing how to let go is essential to your relationship. Meaning, you're going to discover things you don't like. Obviously, in Will's case, if you look, listen back at Simon and Angie, you will see he finds out something that it can be very upsetting. But it's too late. It's there. It's not, I'm not talking about cheating. I'm talking about other things. You have to let go so you can move on and enjoy your relationship. Being stuck on the past creates nothing, nothing good, just heartaches. Yes. Yeah. Pick your battles and maybe not one to have in this case. I mean, your son is five years old. What are you going to do now? Change his name? Too late. That's it. Too late. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to The Rendezvous tonight. Catch up with us, like we said, simonandangie.com on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Simon and Angie. Until tomorrow, thank you so much for being with us tonight on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.